Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome world, welcome everybody, welcome back to I Thought I Told You, this is your host CJ, we're back again with another segment for Mental Health Mondays 2019, and I hope y'all's 2019 is popping off quite nice, you're accomplishing all your goals, your dreams, new year, new you, whatever that looks like for you, but I hope you're doing everything that you said you want to do and making those changes for you, whatever that may be. I want to get into self-care and depression this week and what that might entail. Now, when we think of self-care, well, for me, how I used to view self-care as these elaborate trips, these spas, vacations, massages, you know, a lot of that stuff gets heightened up in the media as to what we have this idea of what self-care is. And don't get me wrong, those things are all still part of self-care but those aren't the only those aren't the only ones and in the context of we talk about depression what that might look like when we add self-care plus we're dealing with depression and when we're dealing with depression you're talking about the mentally emotional physical and spiritual neglect that we have on oneself not just the negative thoughts, but all-encompassing. And I want to get into that. And, you know, with self-care, it's basically just taking the time out to just take care of you and getting back to, you know, you, you the individual, having that self-care. Then I want to go into some of the techniques and skills that i found you know, in terms of mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, that I found helpful in terms of self-care that has pretty much helped me along the way, and I want to share some of those. Like I said, self-care is just taking that time out to pay attention to you. I want to talk about some of the reasons why we may be hesitant and resistant to taking care of self, you know, and why we don't take care of us and just having that neglect and taking care of those emotional, mental, and spiritual needs, physical needs. So even with mental, with those emotional, mental, spiritual symptoms, we have a depression. And self-care is merely about having those baby steps, taking those baby steps. You're not gonna, you're not gonna run before you crawl. 
you always want to meet yourself where you're at. And like I emphasized last episode, self-awareness is always key. And once you're aware of those negative thought patterns, those emotions, those moods that may come up, those physical symptoms that may arise, you begin to take, you know, take those steps to begin incorporating self-care in part of your life. Let me backpedal for a minute. When I talk about the emotional, physical, other aspects of depression, we're talking about low energy, fatigue, we're talking about headaches, those stomach pains, body aches, you know, those feelings of nervousness, that helpless, that hopelessness, despair. We're talking about all of that. Now, back to getting into some of the reasons why. Before I get into that, before I jump into why, I want to acknowledge having that self-compassion. This is going to come up more because having that self-compassion, in addition to having that self-awareness, is always crucial. And like I said, when we begin to ignore our own needs and ignore ourselves, we begin to kind of fall back into that mode of neglect and, you know, fall back into the grips of depression. But having that compassion, having that self-compassion, I mean, we do it for others. We do it for others. We're compassionate with others, you know, friends or even just strangers. I mean, you see a homeless person on the street that's cold, that's hungry. You're going to have that heart and compassion to do what you can to, you know, provide some of those things for the homeless person. So why not do it for you? You know, it's taking that time out. You know, we beat ourselves up critically. You know, taking that time out of how can I comfort and care for myself in this moment. So self-kindness and self-compassion, it begins with that. Now I want to get into some of the hesitations and resistance of self-care. And like I said before, self-awareness and acknowledging your overall well-being. We get into this mode of I'm always too busy. I got too much going on right now. I mean, I've definitely used that excuse. I don't know who hasn't. You get too busy to want to take care of you. And this hesitance and resistance of care for self. And one of the big misconceptions that we fall into is once we start caring for self, we are perceived as selfish. But selfish in such a negative context. In ways where, in this context, that selfishness isn't to be perceived as negative, but more so caring for self. But that's one of the perceptions that we get when we begin to take care of self, self-care. We, you know, we begin to perceive ourselves as being too selfish or too self-centered. And, you know, everyone else comes first. And I used to feel like that, too. Everyone else came first. I felt like... I had to care for others, and I was caring for others. I I didn't even, I neglected me. I neglected CJ. And I began to place my commitments to other areas except for me and my own well-being. Everything else was just being neglected. In the context of self-care, taking care of self is taking care of others. You can't can't pour from an empty cup. You know, I I think that's how that saying goes. (laughs) Now I want to get into 
some of the self-care ideas like I, you know, I've, I've discovered along the way and I continue to use um, both for my mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual makeup of my overall well-being that I found has been completely helpful. And I start, I want to start with the physical side of things. First kicking off is, first, you know, a few ideas kicking off, I'm going to go with Mother Nature. Getting some sun. I cannot stress the importance of that enough. Getting some sun, getting some sun. I never realized how much I felt like I took it for granted living in some warm, beautiful areas, i.e. Southern California and Florida, that the importance of having that sunlight and just having that sun kiss your skin just right is everything. And then, you know, living up in D.C., D.C. has all four seasons, and in the coldest of those seasons, sun ain't coming around. And being without it has made me appreciate how much I miss it. And having that sunlight does wonders, so having that vitamin D is everything, everything. So shout out to beautiful weather, shout out to sun. If you got it, appreciate it. Let the sun kiss your skin every chance you get. Um, Secondly, just sitting somewhere in nature, just being with Mother Nature. Now, you ain't got to go off into the mountains, drive hundreds of miles, get lost in the mountains and the deep woods and things like that. But just sitting with nature, even if you're just stepping outside for 10 minutes, 10 minutes just to look at the trees, to look at the birds, look at the sky, look at the clouds, or whatever the weather is for that day. Just sitting in nature, just going for a walk, even if it's just five minutes, but just acknowledging that all that exists. And it kind of brings you back. And for me, it relaxes me. And I'm a sucker for Mother Nature's beauty. I love scenery. And every place, every place has this beauty about them, regardless of where you're at. And just acknowledging that. You know, so sitting with nature. Third is simply taking deep breaths to release tension that you just may have and just refresh your energy. Just having that refresher, release that tension that's built up and just taking, even if it's just three, three huge deep breaths, just to relax, can do some wonders. Next, I want to get into exercising. I think that's one of the more common ones, exercising, working out, and it's always good for your body. When we work out, our body releases these chemicals i.e. the feel-good chemicals we call endorphins. And endorphins um, basically reduces pain that we may feel. And with exercise, you always want to start with where you're at. If you ain't a world-class athlete, you don't want to get out there and try to jump on and, you know, do world-class athlete exercise. Start where you're at, you know, even if it's just walking around the block, taking a walk around the block, a brisk walk or wherever you at, you know, to learning some new exercises, getting to the gym. Maybe you like weightlifting. I personally love exercising. It is another outlet for me, my go-to, my my own self-care. You know, I like to lift weights and do some strength changing, training, so that's me. So exercising is crucial. Next 
I would say is just treating yourself to just your favorite foods. Spoiling yourself to all the goodies that you love to eat. Now, I ain't saying pig out and just go go ham on all the <laughs> on everything, but every once in a while, in moderation, treat yourself to something that you genuinely, foods that you genuinely enjoy. Maybe you like having a cupcake every once in a while. You know, if you like me, I love having a piece of chocolate cake every once in a blue moon, but just treating yourself. Because I know sometimes we can get easy caught up in, oh, no, this diet, I got to eat healthy. I got to, you know, sometimes it's okay to have that moderation and just treating yourself and make something for you. Next, I, you know, I put this because this for me personally, I love drinking tea. And I put drinking tea as a form of self-care because for me, it's something about it. It's, it's very soothing. Now, you might not like tea. Maybe coffee is your thing, but there's something about tea. There's soothingness about tea. And for me, my favorite is lemon, ginger, and honey. I can't get enough of it. And I love it, basically. And there's something about tea that I found very soothing. So it made me want to kind of share that and put this on the list as far as ideas. And lastly, in terms of physical, sometimes just drawing up a nice bath. A nice bubble bath. Maybe you want to put some rose petals, some essential oils. Maybe you want to go all out and do that. Just drawing a nice, nice hot bath just to unwind. Works wonders. Now I want to get into the emotional aspects of self-care and some of the ideas that I have that I've, you know, found to be helpful. And numero uno one is laughter. Laughter, laughter, laughter. Laughter is key to my heart. Let me tell you right now, I love laughter. I'm a lover of comedy. I'm a lover of things silly, lover of things that are funny. It's my stress reliever. It's my go-to. I love having a good laugh. So I always found laughter to be that therapeutic, (laughs) soothing stress reliever to have. Next, I would say just showing simple gratitude, giving thanks. And it's easy to fall into and go into the things we lack and what we don't have. And we all, listen, we all do it. We all complain. We all have our moments. Man, I don't have this. This isn't going my way. We all do it. And sometimes we sit back and having that sense of gratitude, just for even just for where you're at and what you have and who you have in your life. And making that gratitude list, you know, just for the moment, if you can't think of anything, surely even just having a roof over your head, just your health, you know, being alive, clothes on your back, food to eat. If you drive, you have a vehicle to drive, you know, acknowledging those simple things and finding those things that you are grateful for. You know, maybe you're grateful for your family, you're grateful for your friends, just finding those things that you're grateful for and just showing that simple gratitude kind of helps out with those emotional emotional self-care. Thirdly, I would probably say is self-soothing and finding, having those techniques and skills to help self-soothe. For me, I would say, you know, I mentioned earlier was taking deep breaths. That's one of the techniques that I would use whenever my anxiety kind of would just come up out of nowhere and everything is rushing at me at once negative thoughts, 
everything, this and that, whatever's going on for the moment, everything just felt rushing in and anxiety just came rushing in. And one of the things I would do is just taking those deep breaths, taking those deep breaths and talking myself down out of my anxiety. And then that's a skill I've had to grow into and get used to. And it's worked for me. And just, you know, those are just one examples I would say is having those self-soothing skills to help whenever, let's say, even if it's not anxiety, maybe it's anger, whatever that may arise. Maybe you have, you know, like a mini ritual or something that you do either in the morning and even in the afternoon or wherever you may be, a stress reliever ball. Maybe you sip tea in at noon and at this such and such, whatever that ritual, whatever you find to help with those self-soothing, you know, whenever we have those anxiety, the anger, whatever that may arise, whatever techniques and skills that you have to help with self-soothing is very helpful. Then I would say one of my favorites, the next one is just taking yourself out on a date. You got to be your own bae, spend quality time with you, be the apple of your own eye. To me, this is, I found the best way that I've learned certain qualities about me, my likes, dislikes, and this is where self-appreciation comes in. Now, for many people, it can be kind of difficult because if you're used to being around others and being with people, doing things with others, it can be kind of hard at first. But once you get in that moment and being alone and being with self, you'll be able to acknowledge and know some things about yourself that you probably didn't discover. You know, being able to acknowledge, you know, oh, man, I didn't know this about me. I like this or I don't like this or discovering some new interest, just spending time with you and getting to know you. But what I learned is that when we learn to be alone and getting to know ourselves, goes a long way to being able to acknowledge who, what it is that whom we want to seek in others. So be your own apple of your own eye. (laughs) Next, I would probably say is checking in with your emotions and always finding out where you are emotionally. What emotions are currently grabbing your attention the most? Just acknowledging how you feel. Why am I feeling this way? What's going on with me right now? You know, what's currently grab hold of me right now, you know, as far as emotions. Then I want to follow up with spending time with those that genuinely support you. Those that genuinely support you. There's a difference between having friends, having family, but those that genuinely support you. For me, this has been somewhat rocky because of my inability and unwillingness to be vulnerable and allow others in and to, for them to get to know me. But believe it or not, we do have those that care for us and support us through thick and thin. You know, a lot of times depression won't let or won't allow you to see that. So having that support system is crucial and acknowledging those that are there for you genuinely. Now, I want to get into the mental self-care and some of the things. This is quite a bit. First and foremost is being open, learning something new, and just expanding your mind. For me, I told myself I wanted to learn Spanish. Now, <laughs> growing up in Florida and living in Southern California, I found that, hey, I kind of want to know some Spanish. 
and learning Spanish and learning different language. And even if it's just learning, you know, maybe not learning a language, maybe you want to learn a new skill, read up on some stuff, some different topics, be well-versed in different things, experience in new cultures, open your mind and expand your perspective about things. It definitely helps with the mental each day, just finding something you grasp to and you want to learn. Next is my favorite, which is journaling and just self-reflection. Journaling has been my go-to. That has been my go-to. And actually, it's one of my favorites. I found journaling to be quite soothing. And, you know, not just releasing the emotions I have for the moment. Everything built up that I couldn't express verbally. You know, this was... This was it, you know, and not just, you know, when things were going wrong or, you know, expressing those negative emotions, but acknowledging my progresses as well. Acknowledging some of the growth that I had. Journaling was my everything. My creativity began to thrive when I began to journal. So that's a huge one. Next, I'll probably say meditation. Meditation, meditation, meditation. Meditation, meditation, meditation. <laughs> I'm sure y'all are privy to or aware of meditation or have somewhat of an idea what meditation is. And simply put, meditation is just being in the present moment and quieting that mind that's going a million miles per hour and just sitting in the present moment. Now, this is something I actually haven't been doing as much as I wanted to and would like. But whenever I did do it, it's there's a sense of calmness and peacefulness that I've always had. With meditation, you know, just simply finding a quiet place. It could be in your car. It could be in the shower. It could be your living room. Just calmly quiet, and you just quiet your mind and just allow yourself to be in the present moment. Meditation. Next, I would say stepping out of, stepping out of your comfort zone. This was a big one for me. This is something I've been slowly incorporating when stepping out of um, my comfort zone. Like, there's this sense of self-confidence when you're doing something different. There's a sense of of empowerment. Whether it's talking to somebody that you normally wouldn't talk to or associate with, a stranger or someone, or maybe taking a different route whenever you go on your runs or just trying something different, trying a different food, trying just getting out there and stepping out of your comfort zone. And whatever that may look like for you, something that you normally want to do and just stepping out of that comfort zone. Next, I would probably say is setting these small, manageable goals for yourself. Realistic goals and just basically starting with where you are. And if you have a hard time, like one example is, you know, maybe for you have getting out of bed, getting out of bed, you know, is just something that you're just not doing. You're not getting out of bed. You're not moving. You want to set those realistic goals, you know, baby steps as to what that may look like. You know, for instance, you spent the day not get, uh, being in bed all day. And you know, the next step is like, you know what, I want to try to make an effort to try to get out of bed. So you would set those goals. Maybe you set an alarm on your phone. Okay, I'm going to get up at this, you know, this time. And you strive for that. And once, let's say, let's say you do get up. 
And let's say you only get out of bed for 10 minutes, but again, you still set those realistic goals for yourself. And bit by bit, you can build upon that. Maybe you get out of bed for 10 minutes. Maybe you get out of bed for an hour. Maybe you get out of bed for the entire day. Setting those goals, realistic goals, and what they may look like for you. Maybe you're battling with with your self-confidence and meeting new people. You can set those many goals on how you would want to accomplish that. You can write down and say, okay, when I go to this function, when I go to this event, I want to talk to two people. You know, I want to at least talk to one person or talk to people. So you set those many goals. Like I said, you can't, you can't run before you crawl. But be realistic in setting those many goals that you have for yourself. And when, it, you know, when it's small, you can build from there. So you can gradually go from I want to talk to two people to I want to talk to a group of people. Next, I want to get into the spiritual self-care. Um, and for me, spirituality is at the, I found is at the center of my, of my overall personal growth and development. And so with spiritual, one of the things I would say, um, prayer, meditation, visualization, whether it be readings, all those ways to just reconnect with your soul, reconnect with your being, your essence, your overall makeup, you, and just getting back in touch with you, your soul, whatever that may be, whatever faith that may be, whatever religion that brings you back to you, your your core, your essence, your soul. Next, I would probably say just asking for guidance and reaching out to someone, whether it's professional help, i.e. therapy, or a friend or mentor or someone, just reaching out. There's something spiritual, and I, I feel like it's courageous about when we reach out for that help and seeking that guidance um, in others. Third, I would say having heart-to-heart conversations and connecting with others is very uplifting. I found this, to me, to be very powerful, having those deep connections. Once I did allow my vulnerability to kind of open up and be receptive to others and allow others in, I found having those heart-to-hearts and sharing those thoughts and feelings and just genuinely connecting with others and having that reciprocated is very powerful and very uplifting, especially if it's authentic. It works wonders. So with that, I want to leave y'all with the reminder to always be good to yourself and just reminding you that you're not alone in this journey. You're not alone in this journey. You're not alone in this journey. No matter what your mind may tell you, you're never alone in this journey. So, and I want to get to if you are having, you feel like you're having thoughts of suicide, you want to harm yourself, please don't hesitate to call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. And it's 24-7, it's confidential. The number is 1-800-273-8255. And for vets, it's the same number. You're going to contact the same number uh, called the Veterans Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Only you'll press 1. So with that, I'm going to bid y'all adieu. You all have a beautiful evening. Have a beautiful rest of your day. All love and all light. Peace.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.